Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to the Politics Guys with your hosts, Dave Carson and Michael Darnowski. Welcome to the Politics Guys. I'm Michael Baranowski, a political scientist at Northern Kentucky University. My co-host this week, as always, is Cleveland Area Attorney and sometime Republican strategist Jay Carson. Here's our question for this week, Jay. Okay. Dear, dear politics guys, what can the government do to decrease gun violence, especially all the mass shootings we've been seeing? Okay, Pretty wow. simple, straightforward. Easy. Uh, no, and, and again, I, I, I think... Um, as we've talked before, one thing is to look at where gun violence is compared to where it has been. And we're actually, it's fairly low, uh, certainly down from where it was 30 years ago. Now, that's not to say, I mean, any gun violence is is, is good guy. I mean, we ought to eradicate it entirely, uh, if possible. Um but the if possible is the the tricky part. Right. To be more, um, I, I took a look at those stats, actually. In 1993, our... Firearm homicide rate was seven in one hundred thousand, and now we're right around half of that. So it's been not yeah. just a small decrease; it's been a really significant decrease over time. My other, you know, thought is, and, and again, I'm going to sound like uh, one of these goofy liberals here, but um, well, I like this already. Just, just to say, no, just to say, uh, gun violence for mass shootings. Uh, we need to look a little deeper at to what type of gun violence, what type of mass shootings. Now, for example, gun violence, uh, you know, typically uh, suicides are included uh, in the gun violence stats. Uh, and that that's a, a much different problem than mass shootings or terror shootings or gang related shootings. And I think the, the, the high numbers, the high watermark that we're looking at back the late 80s, early 90s, a lot of that had to do with the uh, crack cocaine epidemic gang violence uh, mm-hmm. uh, that was was rampant at the time um and and some things that that the government did do on that i mean they increased uh penalties and and put people away and that brought the number down and better policing um, too i think more more use yeah. of computers and other advanced stats to kind of do things like so yeah that i bet that's definitely the case and i think it's and, and, and all and also give you give you then this is maybe a little bit distressing number um Back in the 90s, I worked in the uh, state legislature and, and was sort of the, the point policy guy on a lot of issues, including a lot of uh, crime and gun issues. Um, and one of the things, if you look at the FBI statistics year after year of, of gun violence, gun death, um, what you see is one of the biggest predictors uh, is not so much availability of guns or crime, it's demographics. It's when you have a, a big wave of, of young males, young people, it's almost always males, uh, 18 to 25, kind of going through going through the pipeline, and we did in that early 90s period, that's a, a big indicator on rise or fall, and there's, there's not much you can do about that. But, uh, Mike, I don't know where you're going to be on this, but in terms of the mass shootings uh, particularly, that's that's so often driven by mental health issues and and if there's a way to get people better mental health care that's something we ought to pursue as a yeah. nation I um, mean, yeah sure but and, and so yeah i agree with you absolutely but but i think that's sort of a red hearing and i yeah i hear that a lot from the right and it's not a gun problem it's a mental health problem and i i don't think that's the case at all in the sense because a lot you know we don't have particularly unique 
American mental health problems. That the problem is that there oh, are... Oh, I think we do. Oh, I very much... I, 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 I disagree with that. But, I mean, the problem is that we have more guns than people in this country. Uh, we have far more guns than pretty much anywhere else. And I think as long as there are that many guns, when people who are depressed, because most, I mean, most gun deaths are suicides, the, the majority right. of guns. And so I think, you know, when people are depressed, they're going to, if they have access to a gun, they're going to shoot themselves and be likely to, if, if they decide they want to end their life, they're going to be a lot more likely to kill themselves than if they take pills or do something else. So to me, this, this problem is not going to go away uh, because even if from this point on, we were able to wave a magic wand and say, no one can buy any more guns in this country, period, full stop. Mm. Still, we would have somewhere around 40% of all households, low 40s, own firearms. And we have, again, over 300 million firearms in this country. That's not going to change. And so I don't really think, I mean, this is sort well, of then doesn't, that, doesn't that lead more to the let's look at what can we do to improve mental health outcomes, mental health uh, monitoring. You know, I, and I think mental health is part of it, but I think, and so I know that you're talking about this in good faith because I know you, Of course, you're a good guy, but uh, you're wrong in a lot of things, but you're a good guy. But I think a lot of the folks who are making this argument in the political, the political sphere are not good guys and are not arguing in bad faith. And they don't really want to take a look at this and they just want to say, well, it's a mental health problem and don't worry about these guns. That to me right, is, well, is a real problem. All right. Let's let's. Uh, but, you know, I think, you know, my recommendation, again, this is and maybe people are doing this already, um, you know, but but when, uh, you know, the the medical establishment very much urges you to get a annual physical checkup, um, I think it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to have a mental health checkup, too. And I'm sure some doctors do that uh, to some greater or lesser extents. Uh but as we become more aware of mental health issues, as the stigma decreases, uh, as we come up with better ways of, of treatment, both uh, pharmacological and uh, through counseling and combinations of those, I think that's where we're going to see the long-term gains. Because you're right, on, on for example, the suicides. Uh, what, what can you do, say, uh, some guy 20 years ago uh, buys a hunting rifle and he's a hunter and, and enjoys hunting. And, and, you know, as time progresses, he develops depression mm -hmm. and uh, he still exactly. has a gun and then, then ends his life. There's no way to, to get the gun out of his hand right. at that point. Uh, but what you can do is, is uh, keep an eye out for the depression. I, I guess now, for example, the mass shooter, the person who is, you know, schizophrenic, seriously uh, uh, delusional, mentally ill. Um, uh, again, if you can't screen at the outset, which again i don't know what the best way to do is do that is but see uh, again, I, I, more I, more awareness and making making people aware to say hey this guy's got some problems uh you know he needs to talk absolutely to and i agree with you but what frustrates and, and, and me nothing's going to solve it perfectly there's never going to be a perfect solution right. but, but but what i think the hypocrisy by some people not you by some people who talk about this issue is that they'll say well mental health it's a mental health issue and yet there are many of the same people who repeatedly vote to cut funding for mental health programs repeatedly vote to cut funding or not or not accept funding for things like medicaid and you know this i mean when we're talking about 
populations with mental health issues who are underserved, they're largely going to be the poor and the uninsured. And so on one hand, you have a bunch of people saying, well, you know, this is a mental health problem. But on the other hand, they're not really proposing anything significant to deal with that problem. So to me, it's just a patently political ploy to try to divert attention from the fact that guns are designed to kill people. We have a lot of them and they kill a lot of people in this country. All right. So... But in terms of, I mean, in terms of what actually can be done, I think we're actually going to be talking about this next week and and next week's uh, Politics Guys show because uh, President Obama, he looks like he's set when he comes back from vacation to take some executive action. Take all our guns. Yes, exactly. It will certainly gun sales will. I'm sure they're going up already, uh, but uh, yeah, he's supposedly going to issue an executive order that will make make more people have to register as firearms dealer and 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 do more background checks and so forth. Honestly, I think this is not going to do much of anything for all the reasons. Other than that to ensure the about. election of Marco Rubio. I don't think that's going to happen. But, but you know, I do think there are, there are certain things that we can do. Certainly, we can fund more research on this. And that's something that a lot of folks seem to be on your side of the aisle. Well, seem don't to be start very with opposed that CDC to. nonsense again. Well, I don't see them saying, uh, how many Republicans can you point to that say, well, I don't like the idea that the CDC is funding it, but I'm willing to set up a few million dollars for some non-CDC group. So if they oh, were I'd, saying I'd that, be on that. well, be, you'd be I'd on be that. that. This is why yeah. you'd never win any sort of election to the Republican Congress, because you're far too moderate and reasonable and non-hypocritical, as opposed to so many other Republicans in Congress on the gun issue. Well, I'm not sure how to take that. I, I think I'll say thank you. It's but, a backhanded compliment. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm praising you and just taking a shot at your people in Congress, I guess is what I'm doing. So, yeah, so, I think right. so you're actually for you'd be for, say, in, you know, the next fiscal year budget. 10 or 15 million dollars which is a pittance that's that's no that is yes that is you spill more money yeah. than um that's not even no, look budget i'm, I'm, for, I'm yeah. for responsible spending and let's make sure we're sending it to the right place and spending it on the right thing and not just paying someone like the cdc to make sort of political pronouncements uh but increase funding uh, to improve access to mental health care uh off for medicaid yeah i'd be for that yeah i mean but to me any study of gun violence is going to be by at least by the NRA standards political because yeah. there's no way you can you can study guns and gun deaths without saying hey guns kill people i mean it's it's you know it's sort of it, it has to follow logically well no and again i i, I think that the philosophical difference is uh, i think the NRA would treat gun violence as as criminal as crimes uh and the FBI and the uh, ATF do a lot of research a lot of data collection uh, on that, but um, when you when you treat it as disease, that's that's sort of a philosophical difference, and I get and I get where they're coming from. Well, I think, like for instance, one area of study that would be worthwhile to take more of a, a rigorous look at here's, would be here's the, here's the thing: if the CDC wants to do more for mental health, I'm for it. If the CDC wants to settle guns, uh, uh, be uh, about studying right. guns, uh, no, there I have a problem. Just because see it's the, the CDC, see the distinction it's it's little, it's slight, but, but it's, just because it's the CDC. Mostly, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't care if the CDC does it or some other government agency does it. No, I don't have a problem with that. But let me give you an example of an area that I think really needs more study. One of the big things that you hear the NRA uh, talk about in other pro-gun groups is that idea of good guys with guns. If we have more good guys with guns, we're going to have less gun violence or we'll be able to stop 
mass shootings, you know, at least minimize yeah. the death. Now, that's something that there's been some initial research that suggests that that's not really the case, but the NRA has been able to discredit those studies or try to by saying that, well, they're small and they're, they're not, you know, really well designed and so forth. And that's in part because there's not the funding there. So I say, well, let's, let's take a better look at this issue. You know, is it true that when you have good guys with guns, that's going to help reduce gun violence? I'd like to know, I'd like to see a lot more research on that. And I'm betting the NRA wouldn't like to see a lot more research on that. Well, I don't know. I don't know. And there's, you know, we can maybe look up the numbers uh, on that because I think you could probably look at um, states and, and uh, where, you know, where they are as far as what their, their, concealed carry laws are open carry laws and compare the gun violence. Now, again, that's not going to give you a perfect picture because you have places like Vermont, which is a completely open carry sort of thing, but has a, a, a very low uh, rate of gun violence. Um, so unless you were to accept the premise that, that in Bernie Sanders state that uh, guns, you know, foster a safer environment, um, I don't know what you do about Vermont, but but you can you can take a look at those those numbers which are publicly available and out there already. Right. Well, my my point is that the uh, there's that kind of you and I can you know you and I are, are not statisticians or, or or experts on these things, and we can take a look at numbers for five or ten minutes and. <laughs> Well, I mean, we can take a look at the numbers for a few minutes and come up with some sort of, you know, back of the envelope calculations and, and conclusions. But that's not the sort of good, rigorous research that we need on this. And that's the sort of, right. sort of stuff that takes a lot of time and money to, to carry out that we really haven't seen. So, uh, you know, turning to a more practical, I guess, sort of a realistic question, what do you think will happen in the near term future on this issue politically, aside from President Obama's executive order? I think there will be uh, a bigger push towards mental health initiatives. Uh, I think there will be some tightening on background checks and how they're conducted. Maybe not actually changing the the playing field on the background checks, uh, really, but making sure that there are less uh, gaps. Uh, you know, again, the technology being sort of the answer um, wow. to do to do more rigorous and make sure that the checks are being conducted correctly. Okay, well, you're more optimistic on this than I am. I don't think there's going to be any significant movement at the federal level on either mental health or background checks or really anything else uh, related to related to gun violence. Though I think some states may do certain things, but I think like California has a has a new passed a new gun law not too not too recent or not in the not too distant past. It just came into effect, though. I think it's not going to do a whole lot. Uh, so and Texas just passed a universal open carry. I think that's right. Just one so more reason we'll, we to avoid compare Texas. Compare and contrast. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right then. I think that that about covers it. I think that answers the question, wouldn't you say, Jay? Well, I mean. To the extent we're able, yeah. To the extent so. we're able to, yeah. Okay, well, all right. For a limited qualification. Yeah, yes. absolutely, definitely. All right, well, that's it then for this episode of Ask the Politics Guys. Thanks for listening. If you have questions for future episodes or just any thoughts, comments, or criticisms, we'd love to hear from you. Our email is politicsguys at gmail.com. That's politicsguys, one word, at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page. Jay and I, we, we post things and comment on news articles throughout the week, and we'd love for you to check it out and po- or comment on things and so forth. And you can find that at facebook.com slash politicsguys page. That's one word. And check it out. You know, maybe give us a like. And, of course, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher, we would definitely appreciate it if you could take a minute or two to rate the show and write a quick review. And the Politics Guys will be back with a new episode on Sunday. We hope you'll join us.